0: Guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live, available on Apple, Spotify, at the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. He got it! And the Gophers have beaten the number two team in the country! That was 20 years ago this week. Dan Nystrom hitting that big game-winning field goal, as you heard, against a number 2 team in the country. Nystrom actually joined us on uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami yesterday. If you want to catch that, go to scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get podcasts. A guy who will hopefully be making a call like that this Saturday on ABC for the Gophers as they take on Penn State joins us right now on Score North Live. He is Sean McDonough. Sean, welcome to the show. How are you this afternoon?
1: I'm doing great. How are you guys today? We're doing well. Excellent. People are
0: feeling good around here about about the Gophers. They have some gripes with the Vikings and with the way that the twin season ended, but Gophers people are feeling pretty good about that right now. Although I will say this, John, yesterday the uh, college football playoff rankings came out. The first official college football playoff rankings and uh they had Minnesota at number 13 and I think anytime You have a team that's having sort of a a pop-up season like they are um, where you're sort of a lower-ranked program and you work your way into this type of air. Folks are disappointed with the ranking. Do you think there's anything wrong with 13 for Minnesota, and is there anything else in the playoff that you might take issue with?
1: Uh, I didn't think there was much wrong with it. I mean, I certainly understand the frustration of the fans, especially when you look up and there are teams that have losses that are ahead of your team, but you know, I think, uh, as everybody knows, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, you know, the, it's who you've played so far, and, you know, all you can do is play and beat the people that you, uh, play, and that's what Minnesota's done. But, you know, obviously they have a, a chance to, to really prove it now in these next few weeks against, uh, quality competition and some ranked opponents. You know, I don't think they've played a ranked team yet. So, um you know, I kind of thought that's about where they would be. You know, I I think they have a great chance to prove to the rest of the country that they are, you know, legitimately one of the best um, football programs in the country. I've been very impressed by what I've seen on tape. You know, I think there's a, a lot of talent there on uh, both sides, and I'm sure they're. Uh, Looking forward to the opportunity to go out and prove it again against a a really good Penn State
0: team. Sean, what do you think about the job P.J. Fleck has done in Minnesota? Obviously, Western Michigan caught some headlines, and and he gets hired in Minnesota, and immediately everything anyone can talk about is his enthusiasm and and the way he carries himself. But, you know, look past that, and he's built a pretty pretty solid football program here. What do you see in P.J. Fleck's Gophers?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't know him at all. I've never done one of his games. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. You know, from afar, you know, you see you know, there's a lot of flash and dash. And, uh, you know, in our business, as you all know, you know, sometimes we can be skeptical. We live in kind of a cynical world. But, you know, the more I talk to people who have been around him, uh, you know, the more there's a sincerity uh, underneath a lot of the – Salesmanship and the other things that are right there on the surface you know he's done a obviously a remarkable job, and you know I just like everything that I hear and everything that I read you know I think the most important thing is that you know the young men who go there have a great experience, and you know not only are they winning but it really seems like there's a family atmosphere there and a culture and a chemistry, and uh you know he really cares about the the people he's surrounded with on on this team and on his staff so uh, obviously, the football part of it speaks for itself. You know, When you go 13-1 and one at Western and now you do what he's doing at Minnesota, uh, obviously he is a uh, top-notch football coach. And from what I understand, a, a good guy and looking forward to meeting him.
2: Sean, I was talking with you off the air as I was getting you on the line here to be on with us about the the last time that I can remember living in Minnesota my whole life, the last time I can remember the Gophers – having a game of this magnitude with this quality of opponent in town with the Gophers having this good of a team was Michigan in 2003. And, and I remember you were on the call for that game in which the Gophers uh, had a three-touchdown lead in the third quarter and then Michigan eventually came back and won. And so much talk has been made about that game being uh, if, if the Gophers would have found a way to win that game, it could have really changed the landscape of, the, of that program what do, you, what do you think a win against Penn State on Saturday could do for this particular program where we're at right now with P.J. Ford? Well,
1: you know, I, I think, uh, you know, one win can't make a huge difference. You know, I was here, I'm at Syracuse right now, my alma mater for a, a function here tonight and uh, another uh, a board that I'm on here at the school that's meeting tomorrow. So anyway, so I was a student here. I had the great pleasure of working in the football office as a work study student, basically a gopher for football coach Dick McPherson, who you know, is in the College Football Hall of Fame now. Unfortunately, passed away uh, two summers ago. But uh, reminds me a lot of PJ Fleck. Reminds me a lot of Coach Mack with the, uh, you know, just kind of turning a whole program around on the power of personality and getting people to believe that uh, you really are going to get it turned around, sustain it, and you know what. in when Coach Mack was here, I think it was in his uh, third or fourth or fifth year, maybe in, in uh, 1984, uh, we beat Nebraska, who was number one in the country. And, uh, you know, then you could really go to recruits and say, you know, look what we've done. So, you know, I think uh, PJ and his staff are already recruiting at a high level, but, you know, I think when you're trying to convince them that, you know, this isn't a fluke or a one-off thing, that this really is sustainable, you know, we over the team like Penn State makes a huge statement. And obviously, with uh, you know, you we're just talking about the college football playoff rankings. So I don't think you'll be number thirteen next week if you're able to pull that off.
0: <laughs> when it's, you look at the... significantly, oh, sorry, Sean, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there. Here's Sean McDonough no, this okay. Saturday on the call when Minnesota takes on Penn State. When you look at this matchup, what do you think is the is the biggest challenge that Penn State presents for this Minnesota football team?
1: Well, you know, I think uh, there are challenges on both sides of the ball because you know Todd, Todd uh, Todd Blackledge, and I, and Holly Rowe have done this. Will be my third Penn State game, and I think for Todd and Holly, it's the fourth because there was one week where uh, I went to Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler worked to with Todd and Holly, and uh, Chris and Todd and Holly did a Penn State game. So. Uh, You know, we've seen Penn State a lot. They have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Todd made the statement in one of the games that we did earlier this year that, you know, Ohio State is the most athletic team, you know, in terms of size and speed. Athleticism, uh, you know, they're the best in the Big Ten by that standard and probably the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, But, uh, you know, from from an athleticism standpoint, Penn State matches up uh, pretty well uh, athlete to athlete on both sides of the ball. And uh, they, uh, KJ Hammer is a difference maker at wide receiver. You know, one of the big playmakers in the country. I think Sean Clifford's probably been better than a lot of people thought. He'd be a quarterback in his first year as the starter. You know, they have uh, outstanding talent at all three levels of the defense. So, uh, and they're really solid in the kitchen game. So, uh, you know, I think that the challengers are everywhere. But you know, when I watch the Minnesota tape, you know, I see I see the same things. You know, I, I, I'm really impressed by. The quarterback uh, Tanner Morgan obviously they're deep and talented at running back deep and talented at wide receiver an enormous offensive line you know a defense with a lot of playmakers that uh, that seems to be very sound it doesn't give up many big plays uh, plays well together so I think it's going to be a tremendous football game and I think uh people who think well you know around the country maybe Minnesota's finally you know met a team that's going uh, uh, demonstrate uh, who they are. You know, I, have, I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to uh, play a game that demonstrates that they're a really good football team, and uh, you know, I don't think this is going to go down on the wire. I really
2: do. Sean, what do you think about the, the landscape of college football that we've seen this year? I mean, there's so many good teams just at the top. I mean, you look at the, the top four in the first rankings this week, you've got two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams making up making up the top four. If the playoffs started today, you would just kind of be like a one semifinal would be Ohio State and Penn State playing each other, and then LSU-Alabama would be playing each other in the other one. There There's so many good teams now. I mean, you have your powerhouses at the top, but you also have other programs that are sort of up and coming and getting themselves in the, into the national championship conversation as well, year in and year out. What do you think of the overall landscape of where college football is right now?
1: Well, I, I do think, uh, you know, the SEC is still the, the best conference. You know, I think Alabama and LSU are two of the three best teams, in my opinion. I, I think Ohio State is right there with them. I, you know, I think Clemson is too. I, I think, uh, you know, obviously Clemson was preseason number one. You know, they brought back a, a lot of guys from the team that won the national championship last year, especially on offense. They, they have NFL, you know, top caliber NFL prospects so, everywhere you look on the offense i think the defense is uh is not as good as it was last year but it's still uh, better than most so you know i, I think from a talent standpoint they're there to me it just seems like they're really bored going through this regular season knowing that uh they're really it's really unlikely that they're going to be seriously challenged uh you know i think that's dangerous because it's hard to turn it up a notch and when that time comes and if they do get the playoff obviously they're going to have to do that but um yeah, you know, I think uh yeah, I think that I was surprised that Clemson wasn't in the top four. I thought they would be number four, and Penn State would be five. But I just think, you know, it's the resume that they've played so far. Um, I do think, you know, Penn State is vulnerable here with a very tough schedule. uh The rest of the week. not only this game that we'll be doing you know, on Saturday, but obviously Indiana is uh, much improved, Then they go to Ohio State. So. It's three tough weeks in a row for Penn State, and it's going to be very hard for them to come through that unscathed. So I think that opens the door for Clemson to probably bounce back up into the top uh, four.
0: That's Sean McDonough, lead play-by-play announcer for college football on ESPN and ABC. Catch him on the call for Gophers and Penn State this Saturday from TCF Bank Stadium. Sean, really appreciate the time. Thanks a lot.
1: Hey, my pleasure. Looking forward to being up there. Should be a tremendous game and a great atmosphere. We're excited to uh, bring it to the rest of the country. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks a Sean. lot, John. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.
0: There's Sean McDonough joining us on Score North live. That guy has one of the best play-by-play voices. Oh, yeah. He is in one the of the my world. favorites. He's I've, so
2: good. I I was. I, Full disclosure, I was a total fanboy when I got him on the on the phone. I basically would have told him No, he is he is actually <laughs> oh, been need that tape, man. <laughs> one of my favorites for I mean, he was he used to do uh, SEC games on CBS back yeah. in like the nineties and everything and he's called World Series and all sorts of things. He's he's one of the best. He's one of my favorites. I had
0: hopes uh when he took over the Monday night football booth and it that didn't work out, I don't think by much, if any, fault of his own. That was just some, some mismanagement on the part of ESPN mm-hmm. and ABC with that booth there. I, he is, he's one of the best in the business. The yeah. fact, Manny, that you could recall that he was on the Gophers Michigan call oh, yeah, does not
2: surprise me in the least, Trust but that me, was Derek, awesome. I remember a lot about that night <laughs> at the Metrodome. <laughs> That you was, were there, uh, I'm guessing. No, I was not okay. there. I was at home watching the game. Got on it. TV. That's how you knew and, he was on uh, the call. When they were up twenty-eight to seven in the third quarter, I thought, "Oh my gosh, this this program's about to turn the corner." And we then, got ourselves uh, a team. Then John Navarre hit uh, Chris Perry on a couple screens, and
0: yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sean McDonough not on Twitter. Oh, not no. on Twitter. Hey, not on Twitter. Him. No, I was looking for him so I could, you know, plug him into a tweet. Saying hey, Sean McDonough's gonna join us next. Now, I'm all, you know what that tells me? Like in twenty nineteen, I'm borderline shocked to find out any somebody anybody is not on Twitter, especially somebody in our industry.
1: You know what that tells me? What's that? Smart and healthy man. <laughs> With <laughs> <laughs>